there's so many signs and synchronicity that happen to help me clearly see this is what I meant to do. And that's how I get to understand the whole pictures with alchemy. It helps me to understand the whole picture of my life. You know, I think Mark Twain said that is the two important days in your life. Uh, the day when you're born and the day you understand why. <laughs> and when I understand alchemy, I understand life purpose and how it got me here and how by letting go on the things that didn't help me to be more online, help me to see clear my life purpose. And because I have that desire to be free, so can I share the lessons that I learned with the world and help people to be free and to be more attentive to themselves? Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Agrita Dandrell, and you're listening to the Mindful of Everything podcast, which calls for revolutionary healing of self and community in order to outgrow our broken culture of radical individualism and disconnection from community to collectively re-envision a safer, healthier and equitable world. In today's episode, we are joined by Vivi Tai, an author, truth seeker, and healer, determined to live in a liberated way through the alchemical and nomadic pathway to true freedom. Vivi believes that we must rediscover our inner freedom on an individual scale to be able to collectively birth a new world which is free from institutional violence, of fragmentation and division, of a unified earth within a connected universe. Welcome to Mindful of Everything, Vivi. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Hi, Akrita. It's my pleasure to be here and be here and talk to you about the discussion of spirituality and my own journey, healing journey. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. This topic, this intersection of science and philosophy and spirituality is something that we have yet to explore on the podcast. So I really believe that this conversation will hold opportunity for us to explore that further and I think it would be great if we could start the episode by asking you how you began to re-engineer yourself to become the person you are today. Re-engineer is a term you use in your book uh, which we will talk about later in the episode so yeah it would be really insightful if you could start the episode off in that way. Yes so I use the term re-engineer in my book because my background is engineering. Um, I had a bachelor degree in chemical engineering and a master degree in bioengineering. In my grad school, I came across the, the term re-engineering from a very interesting course. So we were learning to unravel and take a medical device apart and the professor was asking well products even though they do function but we want to up level them we want to upgrade them some of them are defective as well and so 
in what way that we can re-transform products in order to make them better than the previous form that it was in. And that really got me thinking about our life in general, because engineering is problem solving. And during these courses, I started to question to be a good engineer, to be a good problem solver. We must first learn how to solve our lives, right? Not just devices or uh, chemical problems and the problems in our own lives that we need to solve us before we can actually contribute earth. And so that house is came to me the concept of re-engineering means construct my life in a different way, in a different form that is better than my old self. After graduated from my grad school, I took a job as a clinical engineer at one of the biggest hospitals in the US. And I realized how frustrated I was with my job. I hated it. Like my life was all about stress, a lot of anxiety going to work every day. Hospital environment is always very stressful. So to work in such a hassle environment and very difficult bosses, I was questioning like, why did I have to put myself in that position? Why I was so unhappy? And so I needed to dig deeper myself and to understand what the problem is in order to resolve it. And that was when I realized on the wrong path. And so by looking at everything in an engineering point of view, it's like, what is it in the old self of me that I need to let go of? And how can I reform myself? And what do I want me or this product to be how it should function, a new form in a new structure. And I think that was the foundation for the book and everything of my own transition and my transformation and how I left the U.S. and reinvent myself into a different lifestyle, different career, like everything is different for me and that's how It led me here to be an author, be an influencer. And I have to say that since I reinvented myself, I am so much happier than I used to be with my life in the U.S. because it's no longer a materialistic pursuit, but more so about self-growth and personal evolution and finding my own freedom and happiness from within. Um, and that's how it led me to the spiritual path. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with that. It's really inspiring to see how much you've evolved in that time frame spiritually and to ensure that whatever you're doing, you are comfortable with that, even though You know, you're working in an environment which would give you a better salary um, and stability in terms of how society sees stability. I was wondering when you had this awakening that your scientific background and your spiritual growth 
are actually interconnected and how ancient wisdom, science and philosophy or spirituality, they sometimes feel as if they're separate realms when in fact they are interconnected. When did you have this awakening? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think it was a very slow transition for me because even though I, when I left the U.S., I was more into like personal growth. Uh, how can I live better and be the better person? How can I uh, find my life purpose and all that? Like I didn't think any of that had anything to do with spirituality. I was very coming from my engineering background, right? I I was very analytical. But I remember that when I was in grad school, there's a lot of interesting research. It didn't give any concrete explanation of how things actually work that way. When I working on when I was working on a medical device in my grad school, was going to give idea to develop a pain management for TMJ and it has to be a medical device because we didn't develop any drugs that may uh, that make us addiction in patient so when I was looking into different modalities for pain management uh, there's so many holistic uh, approach to solving the problem of pain, like acupuncture, uh, massage, laser therapy, heat and cold temperature, or using electrode to interfere with your, your pain neuron. So a lot of them did not have explanation how exactly these methods actually work. They could only obtain the result but they couldn't give a very clear explanation, like how laser actually helped to regenerate the cells and inhibit or reduce the level of pain. Uh, Same is with acupuncture. Even though we have like all this and we understand all the meridians, but in the core level of it, we couldn't understand how actually acupuncture works. So I realized that there's like a blank space in science. There's a lot of things we still don't understand, a lot of things we still don't know. Recently did a very interesting experiment as well, which is about a year ago that I was doing this with. I don't know if you have heard of the water experiment from a very famous Japanese scientist. I think his name is um, Masuro Emoto. So he was conducting a pseudo-experiment um, so when he, uh, with water. So when he talked to water uh, by giving it compliments, it gave a pretty nice pattern uh, when he looked at it in the microscope. But when he talked negatively to the water, it's the, the patterns was integrated and it was not symmetry. I've heard many people repeated the experiment themselves at home. And I thought that was possible to do at home. So I did it. Uh, so you can put either rice or whatever that you have. Uh, I had rice water. This is much easier to observe that way. So you can put water and rice in a jar. 
you can measure it however you want. Like nothing have to be very exact. You just do like two jars of water and rice. So I actually use rice noodle. Just do them the same, a same amount of water, same amount of rice, just like a duplicate. So one jar you label love, you label hate, or however that you want to do it. And then every day you would give compliments to the love jar and curse the other jar with bad words. I did that for several weeks. I think it's about one month or two months that we started to see a result. And it was very, very clear that, and you say it with feelings also, just imagine a jar like a person that you love or the person that you hate, right? And then after a few weeks, I said the jar that you label love and the jar that label hate is completely different. Like one is pretty fresh and the other one is all molded. You store everything in the same, right? Same measurement, same amount of water, everything, put in exactly the same jar. And why does it produce different food? You know, wouldn't that be so interesting? So it says that our feelings and words really matter. And it ties into the ancient teaching and spirituality. And this is the reason why prayer matters this is why prayers actually work because our positive vibration toward a person that to want to heal them heal it was then that i started to realize spirituality and science actually are different even in religion even in buddha teaching hinduism all these teaching in christianity They all say the same thing. We just don't have the science uh, facts, all of these statements, but it doesn't mean that they will or work because we don't have anything to, to measure it exactly. There was another very interesting experiment. It's called Beach Experiment, and it's quite popular also. So what they do in this experiment is they wanted to see the, the behavior of light, whether it's behaving like particles or by waves. And in that experiment, they shoot the light into sleep. So when they shoot it in just one single gap, that's like particle. But when they shoot the light into two different gaps, then it behaves like waves. And they didn't understand why. Why is it that light behaves like particles and also waves at the same time? So that's still the mystery. A lot of things we still don't understand. But when they put an observer, which is like a measurement, into the light, then instead in the double slit, they started to behave like particles, wave patterns. By observing the light, it changes the behaviors of the object. And that's, that's what in meditation, to observe ourselves and our life, um, because that's how we can create realities when we can stay present to, to acknowledge our life, uh, how we actually create a certain reality.
we have to observe that first. So even though we do not have the facts to support all of these statements, but we have the result. For me, ever since I started to do Reiki, is it an energy modalities? I realized that I didn't need to know all the facts or all the answer anymore because my boggling to me to actually feel the energy running through my body. And I, whenever I Reiki treatment, like I don't understand, <laughs> but I could only feel out of this. There have been some experiments that try to measure the energy of Reiki and they could see the imaging, the light in different colors, but how does it help to heal the bodies? We still don't know. <laughs> uh, but there has been a lot of those from Reiki healings. A lot of people have been healed from it. And so sometimes I just stop asking questions and accept the fact that there's still so much don't know. When I step into the realm of spirituality, it's like a whole new world to me. And I realize that everything that I know or I learn from school um, about science, that work is so little compared to what I don't really know to understand more about spirituality. It's like a whole zone of mystery is like a whole new world for me that I'm intrigued to explore and learn more every day. And the more I learn, the more I realize there's still so much more to learn. And there's so many different teachings, there's different healing modalities. There's so even there's so many paths to enlightenment. All of that is so very interesting to me, and I just cannot wait to explore. I cannot tell you exactly when I actually met that shift. I think it was just a very slow progress for me uh, after I started to dig deeper into personal development. And I realized that spirituality is helps you to grow because it's basically a tool for the soul evolution so it ties very closely to personal development so the more dig deeper into personal development the more it led me into the path of spirituality because i wanted to reinvent myself like i said to be a better and better version of me thank you so much for giving that insight one of the things you picked up on that we do need to emphasize, at least within the scientific community, is accepting that we will not know everything. But if we can feel the sensations, as you mentioned, of the particular spiritual practice that we are comfortable in using, and I think that in itself is just so powerful, and to be able to focus on that emotional and sensational part of the experience is. I think the first step to healing. In your book, Living Through Alchemy, you talk about a particular pathway to healing, and that is alchemy, and how you can reinvent yourself, how you can be in tune with, you know, your body's experiences, your material body, your spiritual body, your ancestral body. Thank you, first of all, so much for gifting me your book in a PDF format. I just found 
a lot of the content that you had written in that was really inspiring. And I think every single topic you explored in that, we could have a separate conversation on that entirely. But if you could very briefly, because alchemy and the stages of alchemy that you've so beautifully described in the book, they are very thorough and deep. Um, But if you could briefly give us an insight on how the stages of alchemy can align with our own personal growth and our spiritual journey and how using this scientific process can be a, a major way for us to actually see you know visually and practically that science and spirituality they were always connected and they are the same essentially yeah so i would say that re-engineering is within the concept of alchemy we learned the process of alchemy is like turning lead into gold you know with my chemical engineering i like yeah as a I think that's that's was what intrigued me about alchemy because it's closely related to science as well. And I, I was curious like how science could connect to spiritual wisdom like alchemy. If we look at the concept of turning that into gold, like formation, a transmutation stages of our life, turning the heavy body to a lighter body in re-engineering is to taking everything apart and reintegrate it into a different form. The same here with alchemy, but what it does in order to take everything apart, it burns everything. It burns all the impurity, all the corruptible part of our body, which in this sense, conceptually, what it means is burning the negative beliefs and the indoctrination, everything doesn't work in our lives. So alchemy works with the uh, four elements of fire, water, and air in order to purify an object. But alchemy has very specific stages. There are seven stages of alchemy, which is called the calcination the first stage that utilizes fire to uh, transform things. It's been said that fire energy power to transform everything. And that's the reason why it's very easy for us to picture the metalwork. In metalwork, burns everything, like burns the lead and transform it into the gold. But there's specific stages that goes after well and that would be the dissolution process um, where everything soaks into the water this is at the stage that we deeper into our subconscious to understand the emotional body to understand the uh, inner child wounding because all of us since we're born and how we raise in some way we carry these wounds in our childhood and it's important for us to heal this in order for us to grow then the next step is separation Um, the separation works with the air element and you burn everything with fire and then soak it down to water to 
understand your emotional body for the matters and work with it separately. And this is the part where we get to learn about the personal development, personal growth in order to heal. Then after that is the stage of conjunction. Conjunction is the stage where we reintegrate different parts, um, different metals together, um, how it interacts with each other, and to further develop the, the form and purify the object or our behavior to slowly perfecting it. So you have to reintegrate with a different metal or different environment with our newer form. Now we're being put into a new environment. That environment, we will learn to project ourselves. Now we can see how we have healed. Else we need to refine our healing or our inner self to purify it in the later stage. And that's why the stage after conjunction is fermentation. It's like perfecting a good one, right? You have to let it steep and let it soak into the dark for a long period of time in order to have good taste. So it's the same here with our own transformation. When we go to that dark place, in order to see ourselves clearer, because it's a little bit harder now, our refining stage is a lot more delicate. So unless we get to see ourselves in the dark, then we will understand how we can further improve. So that's why between the state of conjunction and fermentation, it's very easy to get stuck. Um, because conjunction is quite, we think that we may have get to the finish line, but we're not. And there's still a lot on. So that's why the fermentation is very difficult to get through because it requires you to put the fire energy to push forward. So if we get through with the fermentation, now we get isolation. It's kind of similar to like how you would make essential oil, right? It's very precious. You would have to distill everything. That essential part of ourselves is like part of ourselves. So how we able to distill it further and remove all the little impurity in our body in order to obtain this essence which is like the spirit essence ourselves in order to help us to be lighter because when we are lighter we have easier access to the spiritual realm which is at the next stage the last stage of the alchemy of coagulation so this day is often known as the philosopher's stone this is where Myth can actually transform everything into gold. Uh, so that's how we get into the concept of transforming a heavy metal into a precious metal. Because the precious metal is the metaphorically, this is our 
purest essence, our spirit, a much lighter metal as well. So how alchemy can help us to improve lives and our self-evolution is first by giving us the awareness, have a different perspective about our life when we get to understand the characteristic of each stage because it presents a challenge. So when we understand that at this stage, I have to go through the fire because that is what happening in the calcination, for instance, is going to hurt. But I know that because I have to go through these stages in order to go through the next stage, then what is required of me in order to heal within myself that I need to heal? What tools do I need to support me to go through this stage? So it helped us to look at things in a high perspective uh, in order to ask the right questions and address the problems that we're facing at the time. Now, if we understand that we are all the collective, we are all part of the alchemical process uh, because we are part of the universe. The universe will always changing. So as we always grow, we will always change. So we will always cycle of alchemy. So by understanding that, we will no longer have the victim mentality, but rather the proactive approach to solving our life problems instead of feeling poor or pity about ourselves. You know, but alchemy is very complex. At the same time, it can be pretty simple. It's complex in a way that it goes in layers. You don't just finish a cycle and then you're done because the growing process is ever expanding. The universe is ever expanding. So you go through one cycle to the next cycle to the next cycle. And we have to go through many lives in order to evolve ourselves. It's not one lifetime and then we're done. <laughs> I think it was the uh, Pythagoras that say that we must be 800 lives, have to go through 800 lives in order to evolve. Um, so that's, that's what I was saying, that we are ever growing and expanding. So this cycle of alchemy, because uh, it's part of nature, uh, it will always be there. So when we try everything to go the way that we want to go instead of going with the flow of nature, not going the flow of alchemy, we're basically going up the flow, pushing against the grain. Then we're going to tire ourselves out, going to drive ourselves to the verge because they're not. We have power, but we have limited powers compared to nature, right? And so that's the reason why when we are not aligned, we burnt out because not on the flow. When we're on the flow, we can utilize the synchronicities, which kind of like the signal to tell we are aligned. We can utilize these signs in order to help us succeed to manifest what we actually 
want to achieve in our life. And everything is a lot easier, more harmonious when we get to be on the flow or we get to be online. And that's why when we understand alchemy, it helps us not only to grow, but it helps manifest things as well. And especially when we are more aligned, we will realize that our desire is the same as what the universe wants for us or even more or even better than our imagination because our imagination is to our knowledge, to what we actually know, but it's unlimited to the universe. So by understanding alchemy, it helps us to obtain different perspectives, help us to stay more aligned. It helps us to let go of all the things that do not work for us in order to make it easier for us to manifest the lives that we want. So that's why it's pretty essential for, for us and for the collective to give us another look to the ancient wisdom because there's so much that we can learn there that really help us in this modern day because we are so out of touch with our body, out of touch with ourselves. So by reintegrating, um, it helps us to be more alive and to be more authentic. And from there, we can find the freedom from within. We can find our authentic voice and our peace. I liked how you mentioned how our ability to imagine and then to reimagine is often restricted in the current world. We can think in limitless ways, but we are often conditioned to do the opposite. Your nomadic lifestyle actually is one aspect of your lifestyle and essentially who you are, which goes against that restricted movement of our imagination and ourselves, our bodies and the collective. We would love to really hear how traveling for you and this vision of a borderless world, freedom that doesn't have borders, how that has really catalyzed your healing and um, becoming who you are. You know, we'd love to hear that part of it because like you said, alchemy has provided you that sort of framework to apply that sort of healing in, into practice, but nomadism has also aided you quite a lot. Yeah, it would just be amazing if you could give that insight to us. Yeah, um, it's actually got me in not only understanding the concept of alchemy, because I was actually on the alchemical journey. And when I get to understand that, I was like, everything makes sense in my life. I have that desire to be free ever since I was little. Um, I always wanted to travel the world explore different cultures, get to meet different people and um, get to see different beautiful stories. All of that are very exciting. It me feel most alive when I get to be on the road, when I get to travel. Um, it's because it's my passion to travel. That is how it led me here to where I am today. Back to my life when I was in the U.S., when I lost my job, I hate so much. 
I started to realize myself that what is it that I wanted to do right now because I was a blank slate because I already lost everything because I lost the lost the job in the U.S. I had to go home back in Vietnam with literally nothing. I didn't have anything, and so I asked myself, what is it that I really want to do? What does it feel in my heart? Like, what's the voice? What's the passion that I'm feeling? And the answer came to me was traveling. And I think it has always been there, but over the years, living was chasing on the status and trying to make myself more valuable to employers, to the society. I thought, like maybe I should just, like everyone else, just settle in one place. I just. Try to make more and more money and have a stable life, you know. But obviously, that didn't work for me, and it didn't work for me because I needed to be on this path. And so, if I was trying to cling on to that materialistic, that American dream to stabilize myself and obtain higher and higher status into the society, I wouldn't have the freedom that I have in order to travel and explore the world. So I had to let that go because I let all vision of what it would be to obtain freedom in my own logical and analytical thinking. Because to me, was getting hard in the U.S. was the path to freedom. But when I let that go. I actually obtained a sense of freedom from within that I did not even know this was what I needed, because to me back then green cards means oh like now um I get a chance to be the first one citizen so it'd be I didn't have to leave the U.S. and I could switch employers I don't like uh to work here I could work for anyone or I don't. Would just work for myself, and maybe a good travel then, you know. So sometimes we can get so stuck in our mindset and not being flexible to what the universe have in store for us, and that's the reason why outcome is it to happen to push us to go on a different path. But you have to go with the flow. Allowed it to happen. It hurts because it doesn't work out the way that you want. <laughs> But it's a lot better on the other side. Get to the other side. It's just really difficult when you're in the middle stage at that blank slate because you don't know happen when you let it go. And and that's why we all so fearful. And that's why it's so hard to. Through with that first stage of alchemy, and majority of us in the society struggle with that, um, and that's why you can see that in the collective we have so much fear. And this the, this pandemic has shown us what is it in our shadow, in our society shadow, because that's what we are facing. Now with discrimination, with uh, all our decision making is very fear driven, because we are all afraid of that unknown. We don't know what's going to happen because we are afraid of letting go the uh, the idea or the vision that we have in the materialistic three D thinking, three D paradigm. 
So unless we we let that go and embrace the unknown, because in the unknown is where we get the possibilities to create. The possibilities to create depends on whether we want it to be a positive experience or we want it to be a negative experience. Now it's all up to us to decide. But if we want our possibilities to have a better outcome, then we would need to obtain a higher perspective, a different ways of living. Otherwise, we're gonna the same events are gonna happen from the past. So the reason why I needed to re-engineer my life to be different in order to create the different or better outcome for my life. That's why I decided to go on a completely different path, different I didn't know. Exactly how I wanted my life to be, it wasn't very clear for me. I only knew that I didn't want this, and I only have the passion of traveling. I didn't know what career I would love to do, but because I use this passion compass to guide me, and I just keep asking. I know that I didn't want that anymore, but what's next is in me. So when I got into the van life, it gave me the opportunity to. Or other interests of mine, because I didn't have to work too much of full time. I I still have to explore myself, which is my interest. What is it that I'm curious about? Then I would go and do that. So I would go and travel to any place I was curious about. I was curious about like how do they make coffee. Uh, so I applied for a job to be a barista because I was curious about the coffee shop industry. Um, and so over time, I get to understand that because I was following my interests, it was easy for me to do the work, and I had fun with the job. However, I did completely fulfilled. Because I knew that I wanted to work for myself, even though these jobs was really fun, and I was doing very well with it. Um, I enjoyed it, all aspects of these jobs. There wasn't anything wrong. But why didn't I feel complete? Why didn't I feel fulfilled inside? So when the pandemic happened, we all have to be laid off temporarily. So. I use that time to ask a lot of questions, like what do I want to do from here? Because having employment with companies with corporate life clearly is not very dependable. So how I make my career more sustainable and more reliable? Because I can only rely on myself. I came to Canada to start a van life because I wanted something different. Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I hadn't achieved that. So I was in Vancouver at that time, and I decided to let that career go. And I'm like, it's not going to help me to grow. And that's why I phrase to be a nomad. Lifestyle, you can also be stabilized in one place. You don't have to travel. So with nomadic van life, you move from places 
And I wanted to fully embrace that, like fully embrace the the van lifestyle to the best way that it can offer me. Along the way, out in the scenes of the Rocky Mountains in, in Canada, I realized that was how I could achieve my freedom. And once again, I'm on the blank slate. So I realized that when I'm on the blank slate, there are possibilities that's awaiting for me. So how, how can I use opportunities to create something new, to create something better? And synchronicities that happens. And they guide me to finally be an author because I, I, I needed to write a book about my life experience. It just so happened just then the concept, the spiritual concept of alchemy at the same time I was writing the book. Uh, so that's how it, uh, it, it has the spiritual and the esoteric influence. It's not just about my van life, but now it's about my whole growth journey and how van life and all these teaching really impacted me and helped me grow. I get to truly understand the freedom from within and how letting go the things that even though I thought I was comfortable, but it didn't work for me. It helped me to get here and be even more authentic to myself. Even though I lived my vein uh, for two and a half years back in Vancouver working for corporate companies, I didn't really feel truly authentic. I didn't really understand why. But ever since I let all of these things go, I realized this is who I am now and everything is so much more aligned with the universe. And there's so many signs and synchronicities that happen to help me clearly see this is what I meant to do. And that's how I get to understand the whole pictures with alchemy. It helps me to understand the whole picture of my life. You know, I think Mark Twain said that is the two important days in your life, right? Uh, the day when you want and the day you understand why. <laughs> and when I understand alchemy, I understand life purpose and how it got me here and how by letting go on the things that didn't help me to be more online, help me to see clear my life purpose. And because I have that desire to be free, so can I share the lessons that I learn with the world and help people to be free and to be more attentive to themselves? I think that is is essentially uh, and most importantly, at the time that we are in right now, that's what we need the most because the world is getting more and more restricted because of COVID, because of the pandemic. So people suffer from anxiety and depression, right? And there's an escalation of mental health issues in the world, in the society as well. Because we being restricted from that and and it's because we already so lost touch of ourselves and who we are. And that's why we feel it and we can, we only react to what's going on in the world. 
we don't know how to release ourselves in order to find them. And that's why I needed to share my story. This is what I had to go through in order to find my own freedom from within. And so hopefully when the readers understand and understand my path in spiritual journey, it will help them to reflect, to start embark on their own journey and find their own freedom as well. Because only when they find their own freedom, that is when the world can open up and be free. Right? Because uh, in hermetic teaching, it says if we want the freedom in the world, we have to obtain the freedom within ourselves first. And that's, that's what I want the reader to get out of this book. Um, and that's why in the book, I include the journal prompt section as well to help them reflect on my story, their story, uh, and help them to understand this uh, spiritual and ancient wisdom and hopefully get them to start digging deeper into spirituality and open themselves up to the world a little bit more and get to learn more about so they can heal and grow themselves as well. Thank you so much, Vivi, for gifting us your time and your wisdom within this field of alchemy and nomadism. I think, as you mentioned, the biggest step to healing that anyone can take is to be open to possibility. And that is not just the first step to healing, but it's also the first step to reimagining a world that is free, that allows you to express yourself freely and to live freely. This episode and this conversation, the wisdom you shared here, I really do hope that the listeners then give themselves that reflection time to see how they can live in a more liberated way, how they can practice that. And perhaps even use the pathway of alchemy or even nomadism to explore that part of freedom within themselves and then hopefully radiate that energy to the outer world. So thank you once again for coming on the show and gifting us so much inspiration and motivation and a real starting point to how we can explore freedom within ourselves more in a better way. Yeah, yeah much for having me here thank you for listening to the mindful of everything podcast if this episode resonated with you please support the podcast by giving a rating on whichever podcast platform you use and share the podcast within your community to extend listenership to those who will also connect to the content Visit mindfuloveverything.com for this episode's show notes, transcript, and links for Vivi's book, Living Through Alchemy, and her services.